and that's how we know that the world is to be banana shaped. I always thought the world was square. I huh. was a donut shaped man, but yeah, uh, you're one of those ring world types. Oh God! Don't <laughs> talk to me about Ring World. Ugh. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, this is Front Row Perspective, uh, and while we are not going to be talking about the shape of the world, uh, we are actually going to be talking about morality. <laughs> We're going to talk about morality. Uh, joining me is Michael. Hi. And Kage slash Will. Yo. So, uh, yeah. Morality in games. Uh, so it's a thing. It, it's a thing. Um, what games do we want to talk? Uh, like, what type of morality do we want to talk about, or like implementation? Because well, uh, I mean, it depends on what uh, specifically. I mean, we got uh, excuse me. Uh, we got games like uh, Mass Effect, Infamous, you know, Fable. Dragon mm-hmm. Age Origins, things like that, <laughs> that are, you know, those are like key cutter situations where morality's in play. They're basically cookie cutter morality, where it's like, what yeah. is the evil option? You know, one is a bad. Well, with Mass Effect, at least it's not like I'm being an asshole for asshole's sakes. It's just like you have, let's do this way, which is the, you know, hardest way to do it, but it's the right way versus. Let's just kill everything and get everything taken care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I will slap that label on Infamous because literally the evil option, at least in the first game, is I am a fucking evil bastard, whereas the other one is like I am a nice guy. Right. No, but there's also a few other games that also include morality and, and karma mm-hmm. type of gameplay that affects your how... Uh, how NPCs or how the game itself will relate to you. So it's always fun to to talk about. So I mean I mean and one that I completely forgot about, but it's like uh duh, you know, like Red Dead, mm-hmm. uh Redemption, both of them, you know, they have a morality choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so which I didn't actually think about it, but yeah, it totally does. Um I I'm trying to think of uh even even the most uh even in a Nintendo game, like the most recent, uh, I mean, it's not really a morality thing, but it's uh, it's definitely a karma thing. You got Link's Awakening on the Switch. Oh. Uh, which, uh, you know, trying to steal something from the shop, you're just called a thief the entire time. No yeah. matter what you do. If you successfully hmm. steal, you're called a thief for the rest of the game. Yep. So even then they had that. And I'm pretty sure there's a few games that are... Uh, Text based that I just can't think of at the top of my head, but I'm sure they're out there. Well, and I mean, if we want to go really deep into it, I mean, you have the infinite, you have the infinite army of uh, muds that literally have an alignment system, right? Any any game that uses phrases kind of like evolving narrative, dynamic choices, or moral consequences. Or mm-hmm. realistic character interactions; those are basically, if they have any of those kind of like key things in their when they're talking about gameplay, most likely you have some kind of decision making or morality that will affect the series of the games. Yeah, and and most of I and 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 give and take. I mean, RPGs are the easiest to do that with, mm-hmm. but um, you know, there's 
a couple of games that are not RPGs that are just as good. I, uh, one game that I could think of that kind of has the morality system that you were talking about, where it's more of a karma thing. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh yeah. Um, a- a- admittedly, it, um, it really is more cosmetic per se. Right. But uh, technically, its thing is like, oh, you either don't kill people, right? And so, like, if you've seen pictures of Big Boss, he has that giant, huge, like, shrapnel horn in his head. Mm-hmm. And depending on your choices, like, it can either shrink down, kind of to a, a nub, or like expand out to where it's literally no joke, a freaking horn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all based on, like, if you don't kill people, or if you do kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only thing that really just kind of maxes out your quotations evil points is if you build a nuke, and then it's just, you're at max evil points, you can't get rid of it, no matter what you do, until somebody steals the nuke from you. <laughs> so I think, um... I know Borderlands doesn't have one, but I think Fallout does, right? The Fallout oh, yeah. games have a, have a moral type of game, karma system. Uh, I... Yeah, absolutely. Fallout definitely does have a morality system. I'll granted, uh, and this is something that, um, that David mentioned before we started, is that its morality is less based in what we would consider moral in this day and age and more what would be considered moral in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Which actually helps the immersion better when it's telling its story. Mm-hmm. Unless so you go in with... the right way. Yeah. <laughs> and then they usually stick in, like, the dumbass option for shits and giggles. Uh... <laughs> of course. Of course, of course. I'm trying to think, um, like, there was even a, um, I guess it's more of like a, another system that's kind of like morality is uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think of what it was called, but it's basically kind of like a infamous meter type <laughs> of decision. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, played Skies of Arcadia. Oh, yeah, the, um, that Swash was... buckling t- levels, yeah. 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 Like, depending on certain choices that you say will increase your swashbuckling and you become, you get a different title at certain points and... Poor decisions, drop it. <laughs> uh, if I recall, like if you made a poor decision, you didn't lose points. You just you didn't, didn't get points. Anything, right? You didn't get points. It was like there was one that gets you all uh, the points, or one that doesn't give you the points. Um, and that one was kind of nice, although I think some games have taken that idea and moved it to essentially like a karma meter. Mm. Uh, like how Red Dead does it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Um, admittedly, uh, like the only the only one that really grabbed my attention, and we're probably going to be mentioning a lot of Bioware games tonight. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. that's, that's yeah, already... Bioware is their thing, yeah. That's how they do it. <laughs> uh, is the only game that I'd really love them to do go back to, but knowing EA they've probably said, no, get, no do more Mass Effect, do more Dragon Age, nobody wants this uh, is actually 
uh, Jade Empire. Oh. I uh, recall if I ever played that, too. Jade Empire was interesting in the fact that technically it had a much more Eastern aesthetic to it. Ah. For quotations, sure. it's morality. Um, okay. Admittedly, the, the, whoever was writing, depending on what quest you were doing, like it, re, it was either a cookie-cutter evil choice or a good choice. But most of the writers actually did a good job on actually doing the interpretation of what they said the high path or the low path in the game. Which was, the high path was you'd follow uh, stuff that would be essentially uh, for the greater good of all. So the self-sacrificing. Whereas the low path is the more centered on yourself improvement kind of but sometimes that turned into i'm a selfish bastard depending on mm -hmm. who wrote the quest in it in there so i i, I would like them to go back to uh, to try and do jade empire again i've met uh, i've heard a couple of interviews from the dev team that did it then so they'd love to do it again yeah. We know how the, the the evil overlords, I mean EA, uh, tend to operate their their business. Mm -hmm. hmm. So another thing I was thinking of. So when I think of morality systems, obviously you know, um, fable is one of the first ones that comes to my mind mm -hmm. because fable is really. That, that was its entire marketing premise for both the first one, and then that continued to be its core theme for second and third, is whatever you're doing, you uh, the ends don't always justify the means. I mean, yeah. granted, you'll always get to a an ending, but which ending you get varies depending on what you did to get there. Yeah. Admittedly, I've heard a lot of people have very greatly why uh opinions on fable mm -hmm. um including the uh like i think two's infamous non-ending <laughs> where no matter what choice you make it always ends the same i think hmm. uh i don't remember the original fable if it always ends the same no i know this... for a fact Sorry, go ahead. I thought it was the second one. That no, the second one. The second one has literally three possible endings. Mm. Your morality from A to B affects a lot less than your cho final choice. Ah. Because your final choice becomes the many, the few, or the one. Mm. And then you have those three endings. So the morality. Uh, the morality during the game it ends up being a little wishy-washy. The morality at the end of the game ends up being completely based against anything you did before. Like, you could literally have one, just a generic whatever playthrough, save at the ending, and save scum all three endings at once. I should know. I did. Oh, you. I save scummed all three endings because I was that guy that day. Ugh. Yeah. 
Uh, admittedly, like I like when games take a little bit more pride in the morality system, where it's a little bit more active. Um, I could probably name two games where this is kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, one of which is the super thunderous hit known as Undertale. Oh yeah, uh, of course, yes. Uh, the other one is uh, the actual mainstream Shin Megami Tensei games. Except the morality in that one is we it, it's not the good versus evil, it's law versus chaos. Mm -hmm. um, but l let's talk about the big one in the room first, Undertale. Okay. I've All played right. it. I, I'm not sure if Michael's played it. I started to, and I found I figured out about um, an hour in and a very painful heart to heart that I had made a big mistake early on. Um, spoiler, I killed Goat Mom. Ew. Aww. Because I couldn't figure out how to get past her because it, it's, it felt like it was just a permanent loop. So I killed Goat Mom, and I realized that was not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do it even when it happened. And when I found out that it was avoidable, I said, well, fuck it. I'm done playing then. And, <laughs> and you went down the path of the genocider first. Uh, no, I, I literally just stopped because I, I, other than that one fight, I had spared every single other thing in the entire game. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I, I made it, I think, a bit more than an hour. I made it up to Puppy. Yeah. Um, uh, as such, like, technically, like, it's not technically a full genocider run, but, like, just killing one, per one person. Yeah. Uh, other than the the king uh, puts you on the proper it, like if you kill more than just the king it puts you on the genocide run <laughs> technically yeah well and it's weird because because Undertale it definitely has morality and it has a story that changes I mean obviously I haven't experienced it but I know about it mm -hmm. um, it has a story that changes as you do things as you spare certain NPCs it changes how other NPCs react to and so forth but um, the ending from what I understand is literally there are three paths and everything outside of the absolute borderline extremes uh, is the middle path yeah. Literally, you have to be perfectly pacifist or perfectly murderous to get something that isn't the middle path. Yeah. Um, and the fact is that uh, it's all based off of your actions in game. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like it's not just like, oh, hey, you like you made this choice. It's more of like, oh, hey, you you actually fought and killed somebody in battle. Mm. That's going to reflect on you. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, as for my example with Shin Megami Tensei, you don't see this in the Persona games. At all, really. Um, but you do see it more with the actual mainstream uh, games and some of the spinoffs in the fact that you have the law side, the chaos side, and then, well, it's technically order and chaos, but technically in Japan it's law and chaos. And the neutral path. And the way they handle this is based off of the demons that you recruit and summon. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, admittedly, in some game, uh, in Shin Megami Tensei 3, though, it was all based off of your actions or consequences. But um, basically, like some de uh, some quotations, demons, gods, whatever, are definitely are, are definitely lost. Like let's say Metatron. Yeah. If you want Metatron, you have to be on the side of order or law. If you want, let's say, Beelzebub, you have to be on the side of chaos. <laughs> yes, that you, makes sense. Yeah, you can summon Beelzebub. Or Lucifer, or blah, 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 blah. Um, some demons, there are, they, they that you, uh, you have to be neutral. Because they are essentially ghosts, spirits, uh, things that are just not based off of their um, folklore or history or, or origins have no quotations or uh, law or chaos to them. And so it's like based off of what demons you have is what leads up to your ending. Um Admittedly, some games take it a little bit further in the fact that, like, oh, you, you take whatever demons you have, and then you can get, and then some of the choices that you made in text will lead you to this ending. And usually the endings are all pretty downer endings by all standards. Because, uh, like, some are like, oh, hey, humanity was spared, and then the whole shit started over again. Or, oh yay! Order pre preserved. Now everything will be has been determined from here on out. You cannot escape what was predetermined to happen. Yeah. Uh, generally, the endings are pretty, rather bad, no matter what. <laughs> so, is it kind of a I'm just trying to think of a good way of putting everything together here. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. Lost my train of thought. Apparently you didn't have a high enough morale meter to keep nope. the train. Nope. Uh. So another example, and this is something I mentioned before stream, I'm going to mention it for a little bit, and then I'm going to let it drop, because we all know I can stay on this topic forever, <laughs> is uh, an MMO that used to be around by the name of City of Heroes. Uh, of course. <laughs> you have to mention because, it. Because that game had, not only did you have your preformed morality, in that you could start as, uh, in the core game, you could start as a hero, or in the first expansion, as a villain. Uh, but then in the second expansion, you they added the ability to actually change your morality based on actions that you took. So if you're a hero, but you keep going after the bad guys no matter the cost, you may fall from hero to vigilante. Or if you're a villain, but you know you're more in it for the money and you're not really after you know doing the most harm possible, you may ascend from villain to rogue. Uh, plus, they also had a. Um, new area they added at the time where morality was all a bit grayer 
because you technically you didn't have a true a hero and true villain. You had uh, the loyalists, which were loyal to the empire, and you had the resistance. And then, depending on the missions you did there, you could switch between loyalist or resistance, either to actually change sides or to act as a double agent. And then each of the sides also had like um, the loyalists had like uh, power for like the power the greed uh, power hungry greedy attention whore types and responsibility for the people who want who wanted to make sure that the law was upheld but didn't really care about having the spotlight for example mm. so there was a lot of different variation there that and that's one of the reasons why and i'm almost done it, that's one of my favorite mmos of all time because it really was extremely you know involved compared to the standard fare right. and rent over <laughs> okay and that's our city of heroes rant of the day <laughs> yes tune in next episode for the next one no i'm joking keep listening <laughs> Don't, we're not done yet keep listening. keep listening uh i i think my favorite thing is like when a game takes the concept of a morality meter but compares it to uh, like it doesn't use like good and evil it uses much much more abstract concepts like pacifist versus mass murderer in the style of Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I want to say Shin Megami Tensei used it more as a factor of like absolute order or free uh, or absolute free will, essentially. Right. Um, and. Admittedly, like some some of the stuff that like usually we'll see for quotations morality is the standard. Oh, do you do the good thing or do you do the bad thing? And it tends to be like the bad thing is like this utter heinous, like ultra hardcore, pure evil move. Like, yeah, and it, it tends to be something like, do you? Do you take this bag of kittens and set them free, or do you drown them in boiling acid? On fire! While on fire. (laughs) Yeah, and it's... When when the morality comes down to that level, at that point, it it really does feel like they're doing it just to have a shtick. Like, it's not... There's no complexity there. There's, There's... there's literally nothing besides do you want the most obvious good answer or the most obvious evil answer because there's nothing in between. That's why I think that's why I think systems where there's a gradient like um uh like Star Wars the Old Republic the MMO Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That one had a really good great like you could actually be a gray uh Jedi, you could be a gray Sith. I actually my main character was a gray Sith sorcerer. Like the most evil thing, and I've made all the good decisions. I I could see that, because uh, the games that I have played with a morality quotations that type of morality, like Infamous. Mm-hmm. Infamous is the save kittens or boiling vat of acid type, uh, morality choices. At least the first one. I have not sat down and played two. Or three, because there was an, a third infamous. Um, but as far as I know, the third infamous toned down quotations the evil 
to where it was actually a little bit more believable from what I've heard. Where it's like the moral choices are like, oh, go see your grandmother. Or don't go see your grandmother. Or explain the situation to your grandmother. Or lie to your grandmother kind of situation. Where it's like, okay, that makes a little bit more believable sense. Rather than go see your grandmother. Or B, kill your grandmother in a vat of boiling acid. Yeah. We seem to enjoy boiling acid as a thing. Uh, well, it's kind of like the whole over-the-topness of some morality choices. Ah. It, it's just to emphasize that. And let's just make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, I'm not against the idea of a morality, a morality system. It's just... I want to say that, like, sometimes it's really hard to just, like, take a look at the things and go, like, do I really, really want to do this? Because neither of these sound... Like, one is, like, the obvious good answer. It's like, uh, if I take that one... They'll obviously give me more points or whatever for being good. Or do I take the evil option just to see what happens? Mm -hmm. And uh, this is coming from my kind of experiences that like Bioshock, Bioshock technically had a bit of a morality system. Tiny bit. Uh, with uh, dealing with the little sisters... You could either spare them, a.k.a. turn them into normal girls again, or harvest them for the weird plasmid-generating super slugs. And uh, somebody went in, parsed everything out, and literally they stated that if you saved... All of the little sisters, you actually got like a hundred, uh, like a hundred more, uh, like plasmid rewards than if you harvested them, as well as like plasmids that would cost you, uh, pl uh like the actual plasmid score, uh, like currency to purchase for free by doing the save the little sisters. Which, which I mean, rewarding for a rewarding for following a certain morality or a certain path is nothing new because honestly, that's yes, it should be a situation where the ending, the best, the best possible ending um, for what you want it to turn out is the reward you need, but realistically there are definitely games that are like we're going to give you this reward if you do the good guy stuff and what happens if you give me the bad guys and what happens if i take the bad guy stuff well we'll give you this reward instead oops uh we just rewarded you to being a bad guy uh we can't allow you to do uh, and then big brother esrb was like you can't do that well i mean in uh in uh bioshock didn't weren't you able to um Weren't you able to collect something from them by uh, by uh, allowing them to be sacrificed? Uh, basically, uh, the whole plasma currency is was the immediate like if you sacrifice yeah. them, 
Uh, you got the special currency um, by saving them, but like you didn't get quite as much. But then if you saved a certain amount of them or from an area, you got that plus more as just kind of a free bonus package whenever you went up to one of the plasmid stations again as a kind of bonus gift for saving. But if you harvested, you didn't get any of that. Mm -hmm. So... It was kind of like a short-term versus long, uh, like long-term reward thing, based off of that. <clears throat> um, let's see. Trying to, uh, I I have to mention Infamous because I may be probably the only one that's played it, unless Will pipes up. Mm. Uh, did you play Infamous, Will? No. Okay. Um, I I played Infamous, and, well, I was kind of okay with it. I hate to say that its morality was the, at least the first game. I think I've mentioned this. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, that it was basically the cookie cutter, like, if you take the good option, it was, oh, hey, you're good. Versus the evil option, which was just stereotypical asshole. Because one of the first big morality choices that you're giving in-game is... Uh, after the city's been exploded and everybody starts getting powers and such... Um, the whole city's technically been quarantined. Um, but they're, dropping, uh, they're airdropping supplies in. Uh, you get there, you defend off this wave of bad people, but then you're given the choice of chasing people off and keeping the food all to yourself or handing out the food. <clears throat> and if you take the bad option, it's literally shown that the main character, I, uh, whose name is Cole, I believe, uh, is literally just force lightning people away from the food. <laughs> Versus the, the good option, which is him and his ex-girlfriend are literally doing the charity handing out food to people in this cutout. I'm like, mm -hmm. eh. Um, I'm not sure if Spore should count for a morality. Because it, it's kind of weird on how they did it in Spore. I mean, technically, yes and no, because you're creating an entire civilization uh, that's based around uh, a more pacifist or more aggressive approach. So it kind of works, but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, and it's weird because like how it evolves is all based off of, and I'm using that pun very extensively, is that, like, if you're going to be a much more pacifist race, your race is actually going to be more based off of if you were a herbivore. Whereas if you were a carnivore-type predator, you're going to be much more warlike and more aggressive in it. Mm -hmm. When you finally get to, like, the city building or the... Whereas what? Oh. Go ahead. 
basically like when you start out you go through the uh like animal stage and then when you get to the tribe building it's then like oh hey you were uh a carnivore which means that you're a much more aggressive race so go beat up other tribes to get them under your toe and uh this is where i kind of failed and stopped playing spore uh was the factor that i i started from the lowest of the low and i wanted to play through the entire game before you know skipping to you know uh galactic stage was the factor that i was trying to build an omnivore type creature uh, little did I know that uh, the system said, oh, you're more of a carnivore, which means that your race is more warlike. So when I got to the tribal stage, guess what it kept trying to get me to do? What? Beat the shit out of other tribes. Guess what my uh, little critters couldn't do? They were not strong enough to beat the shit out of other tribes. Well, that just sounds like bad evolution. I wonder who's to blame for that. Well, apparently they're God. Uh, let's see. That's, that's something we can talk about. Like, I have not seen a lot of games do the morality system uh, lately. Um, well, the most recent one that I can recall is uh, Red Dead 2. Yeah. Yeah, true. Red Dead. Red Dead. But like, uh, I, I I'm looking at stuff like, well, let's see here. Well, uh, let's say, let's take. Oh, here we go. Um, something that uh, like Code Vein. Code Vein really doesn't have a morality system to it. As far as I know. Oh. Um. Because. Yeah, that's another thing. Is that Dark Souls really doesn't have a morality system. Either. It's all based off of. One choice at the very end. I, I feel like. Didn't Dark Souls have a sin system? I know that's more multiplayer. But. Dark Souls kind of had a I, I want to say reputation system and it was purely based off of technically the covenant you had and PvP mm -hmm. and generally the covenant you had played into PvP so like let's say that you were in uh, Brotherhood of the Blue or I forget the name of it where basically like if you got invaded a somebody who was of a covenant that protected the Brotherhood of the Blue, they would get summoned and try and help you out. Whereas this other covenant, their entire basis was uh, no matter if you get summoned or if you invade, you come in as this weird purple spirit that you can either help or hinder. And no matter what you do, you get stuff for your covenant. Mm -hmm. Um... But, like, everyone's like, but what about the, like, rekindling of the fire or letting it burn out? I'm like, well, that's that's technically just the ending, and that's all based off of one decision that you do at the end of the game. It Nothing has to deal with, like, the choices that you made 
throughout the rest of the game because it's like in order to get to make that choice you just have to defeat the certain bosses um uh and i'm trying to avoid games that like really you you look at them and you're like you know you're not going to be getting any kind of morality system in there <laughs> um i could mention digimon cyber sleuth because like everyone's like well don't the digimon have their own morality system I was like not not really i mean like they have uh like the whole virus vaccine and data types but they really like most of the stories in any of the digimon games don't factor into that they're just they're just kind of like they factor into like how the battles play out in the games Um, let's take a look at recent games. Ah, uh, because I really haven't heard anybody really going like, "Oh, we have like a morality system in our games." As of late, I I've heard more about like various certain things where it's like, "Oh, hey." Um, this plays much more into, uh, let's see here. Uh, can't think of anything really big that, uh, that really stands out. I mean, like. I could guess. I guess I could say like Destiny Two, but Destiny Two is just straight up just, oh hey FPS plus, do stuff. Well, and if it, if they ha if Destiny Two has a morality system, it's definitely something they added since Destiny One because Destiny One was very much just a it was very much a space RPG shoot 'em up. Uh, well, I think Destiny Two is basically the same. Um, where it's basically space fantasy uh, RPG shoot 'em up. Just now, it's free to play. Um, yeah, I really can't think of a lot of games that use morality systems nowadays, other than pretty much anything coming out of Bioware. Yeah, they're they're definitely the masters of it right now. Right. Um, that that's not to say like some of them don't have have it, but just I honestly can't think of anything that would uh, that uses it anymore. Nothing um, that I can recall now. Yeah. Let's see, because like. Uh, stuff that I have, at least game-wise. Uh, really can't think of anything. Yep, I think that's pretty much it, then. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be a shorter episode, but... Eh. Um, yeah, morality is in games. Like, 
I'd say that, like, I kind of like the concept. I just, I don't like the heavy-handed cookie-cutter good versus evil option. If they have in-depth choices, they're fun. Yes. If they're just, if they're just simple, good, bad, blah, it's not fun. It's just, eh. But yeah, it's and nice, it's nice when it's engaging the actual story. Yeah, and honestly, I don't feel like we should need we should need a uh, we should need a cookie and a gold star. Like, give us give us a story that actually matters based on what we've done. And oh, that's an example. Well, not really morality. Never mind. Uh, but no, give us give us a story that changes based on what we've done. The choices we make matter and actually make the people around us react to us differently. And that's that's already a good premise. You don't have to sweeten the pot. Yeah. Sometimes just having a choice that affects the world around you is the reward itself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just try and force us down a path because, like, oh, this one has the plus one sword, whereas the other one has the minus one sword? I've I've seen that. That's stupid. Yeah. But uh, I I feel like it, it a morality system could do so much more. Um, but just the way it's been currently handled, I think a lot uh, because of the whole cookie cutter situation that's happened a lot. It's turned people off from it, and I just remembered a game we could have talked about, but. Never mind, screw it. I'll just mention the name and then let people figure it out uh, and then take a look at it for themselves. Right. Uh, Black and White. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot all about that one. Yeah, we even mentioned that one pre-stream. Yep. That was my own fault. I forgot about it. Sorry. All right. Duke it out in the comments, everybody. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Um, Definitely... I'd say morality is pretty good game. Uh, is nice when done correctly. Just yes, we yeah, and we have some good examples where it's done correctly, like City of Heroes, City of Villains. Mm-hmm. Um, Undertale's probably what I would put it as, or uh, Shade Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, Will, what would you consider like good morality meters? No, those are fine. Okay. I, I don't. I was like, I don't have a. Uh, I haven't played enough of them to really like get a, a really good, well-rounded appearance. But hmm. um, I will defer to your judgment on that one. Okay. Well, uh, based off of the recording, this is roughly like twenty minutes shorter than normal, unless we want to talk about a, sh- a smaller topic. But <laughs> I don't think so. That's all right. No. It happens sometimes. In this case, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, join us for the next uh, Front Row Perspective. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.